Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Yeah. I love Russell started the clapping. It's brilliant. He's just uh, Russell Martin. We've just been talking to Russell. I'm so confused. Martin started the clapping and everyone went, oh, so it started. Oh, well, listen now. Here we go. Uh, welcome uh, to Disney Brit Live from Mouse Meets 2014. I always find this weird because normally I'm sat staring at a screen and I can only hear your voices and yet we've got an audience and everything. So hello, audience. There they all are. Brilliant. It's amazing how three people could be so loud. Um, and uh, Chris is here. Hello, Chris. Good afternoon. You're right. I'm, I'm, I'm well now, yes. You're well well now. Why? What happened? Get ready for dinner, aren't we? Yeah, we are getting ready for We're going to Sneaky Pinks for dinner. <laughs> What's it called? Peachy Cream? Peachy, uh, peachy, no? peachy Keens. What's it called? Who? Well, I've upped the order yeah. to peachy 30 Keens. people, so we're happy. Yeah. Peachy Keens, that's the one. I keep calling it Sneaky Pinks. I have no well, idea why. It's just down the road and turn left. Are you switched on, Alan? I'd like to think so. Can you hear, Alan? I do I need a bit, a bit louder. No, we've, we've done it on purpose to make you call it. Um, it, is, it is the afternoon uh, of Mouse Meets. It's Saturday, and we've done lots of lovely things already. We've done a quiz. What else? Um, what else we did done? Never Mind the Diz. Nerds. 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 Disney's had to be the highlight of the day, I think, Yes. So far. Chris cheated. Uh, excuse um, me. What? You cheated? I did not cheat. He did. Alan gave you the answers and I still whipped you. D- I didn't know the answers. Not, Alan not didn't know the answers did, either, did, to be honest. Did, you know. Okay, <laughs> moment, of, moment of truth. Go on, moment of truth. Um, Alan, did you tell Adam what his songs were before the event? I did. He did. And but can I point and we out? still won. Can I point out that he told me because he said Chris knows nothing about music, and so I'm going to tell Chris the songs beforehand, so he has some idea. I'll so I'm going to tell you yours too. Did you tell me the songs? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! But, okay. But the best bit was Adam had all the knowledge there, and, and he I still, still couldn't, couldn't do it. Yeah, but because the the intro to I just can't wait to be king, and the intro to Under the Sea. Are very, very... Do you know what? Actually, while I mean, we're here... I'm, sa- I'm sat here taking credit. Actually, I didn't know any of the answers. That's the team. It's <laughs> and Louise Waghorn was showing us the answers. In the, in the, in the while, we're, uh, while we're on this conversation... Oh, oh no. I'm making noises I don't want to make. If you've never actually heard Disney Brit before, you're not going to get this hour back. No, it's... it's <laughs> this, this is it. It is coming forever. I'm just going to try and find Under the Sea, and I just can't wait to be king, and prove that... Now I've wrapped that around my drink. That's not going to work. And prove that I'm actually right, that they do sound very similar. Although, everyone... I don't know if this is a good thing, that when I did I Just Can't Wait to be King, uh, everyone went, oh, we thought that was Under the Sea. Um, so my singing is clearly very, very bad. I need to uh, ask... Yes. Lou, you know those videos that I put up on the Facebook? Are they of me oh, singing? Yeah, we'll read there. Oh, damn, I didn't actually check them. Um, well, here we go. Ariel, listen to me. The human world, it's right. a mess. Life. That's the beginning of that. And if I go, I just can't wait to be king. 
right, which I'm hoping I've now got. Um, it does sound... V- oh. doesn't sound that great, does it? No. Do you know what? I don't think I've got it. You've got, I just can't stop loving you. <laughs> <laughs> are we getting it on, Alan? Hey, are we? Let's, are let's we? get it on. Uh, Maybe tomorrow. Let's get it on. Uh, I've, I've got it here somewhere. Where is it? The Lion King. Oh, it's the Broadway version. That's uh, no good. Adam, yeah. You, know you said earlier about a live show. Yeah. You're not sat in front of the computer. See? Completely different. No. They sound very similar. See? <laughs> okay, I may have just disproved my theory. But actually, they sound completely different. Right, so what we got going on today's show, then? Um, firstly, we need to say thank you to our wonderful sponsors. We introduced Scooter Orlando, uh, Scooter, Orlando Scooter Vacations, last show. Uh, but we've got another new sponsor, which is um, Orlando Attraction Tickets. Uh, so... Ooh. Oh, and just to let you know... Without um, these two sponsors... Yeah, generally, without these two sponsors, two things wouldn't, wouldn't have happened. happened. The mouse meets wouldn't have happened. And the Disney Brit podcast won't be able to carry on because it costs us money to run it, doesn't it? You'd have declared and it bankrupt. We'd have declared as bankrupt and it'd all gone horribly wrong. We're um, going to start up under another name next week. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what your mouse cast <laughs> returns. Um, not, that's not announced until tomorrow. Oh, is it not? Oh, we're giving it away now. It's too late. Um, there's loads of stuff this week. We've got our Disney news, as always. We're also going to uh, bring back um, the Disney's Ultimate Attraction. And usually we put polls up on the Facebook page so people can have a go at voting. But today we're going to use our live studio audience. Um, that sounds posh, doesn't it? Live studio audience. I'm thinking, when's this become a studio? It's... <laughs> Yeah, since when have you been alive? That's a very good point. Since when have you been alive? Thank you, Andrew, in the corner. That's it. Louise, you're a teacher. Control the student. Thank you. Um, we're going to do Disney's Ultimate Attraction, and then we're going to do some Leicester questions as well. We're going to see uh, if you've got any questions to do with Disney that you want to ask us. I know you've already asked a lot today, because we spoke to Russell. We spoke to the Disney Moms panel. But we're going to um, Hopefully you've got a few more for us as well, which would be good. I'm, I'm thinking of doing such detailed answers as Russell for the questions. We've only got an hour. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, fair enough. So in that case, we'll just do listener questions then because we haven't got time for anything else. Right, shall we do some news then? I- so incidentally, Russell does listen to the show. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, Russell did a really good job today. No, he did. He was yeah, very he interesting. It was great to speak and to for those of you who made some money. Hey, I, mean, I just have <laughs> interest. Who here has attempted to write their own Disney book? Oh, we've got a few. I want to go and find out what these people have, have attempted to write. Can you go and see these people and we'll find out? Chris is running again. Did you say running? Bronco Johnny rides again, did you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously pawned. Um. <laughs> it's not very good. That's, that's not great in a book. Uh, that's, that's better in a video. If you've got sorry, children listening to this, me. I apologise. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, no, we, um, we're we about, I guess, 40,000 words in, but we haven't written anything for like six months. Or yeah. Okay. On Disney World? On Disney World, yeah. The, okay. the idea, like most of the books that we read are... Uh, a thousand pages long filled with hotels and stuff and when yeah. we go we don't go with kids and so it's kind of getting rid of all that stuff and just okay and don't have to queue you know not having to queue and that kind of stuff that's that's the kind of stuff so, sounds a different Fabulous. sort of approach than a lot of the books i'd suggest you finish it yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and russell did say earlier on that we shouldn't be telling people our uh, ideas so yeah. <laughs> Get, it's all right, get, it's fine. Get that one down is on the who, else is, who else is currently writing who or has attempted to write a book? Carolyn in the middle has. Um. Hello. Um, I'm about 80,000 words into a, a book of trip reports. That beat you. 
going mm. back, um, <laughs> going back uh, about oh ten years or so. Oh wow! So ten years of trip report. Wow, that That'd is eighty thousand. Cool. That's probably more words than I've ever typed in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I've fi- kind of finished it. I've just got to. I'm halfway through editing it, and then I've just got to do a sort of roundup at the bottom. Okay. But that that then doesn't take into effect this year's trips, so that's going to be book two. Ah, Which is good. Okay. I, as you cool. see, Russell proves that you can actually have stuff you enjoy and make some money. Anyone yeah. else written a book? I, this is the point where I admit that I'm no, midway through writing a new books. one. Oh, um, please don't. Partway through writing a new one, but it's nowhere near finished. So is I'm it, not is it a, another anything. book of poetry? It's another book of melancholic poetry, yes. Um, uh, Alan's halfway through a book as well. Yeah, yeah. he started writing it when he was three. Uh, it, it was he's apparently he's also halfway through a garden, halfway through a DIY project. I've seen, I've seen a lot uh, of I've seen a lot of Alan's DIY projects. Yes, the book is more likely to be finished the, than the, the garden. No, the, the, the Rapunzel, DIY. the Rapunzel Tower in his garden was. Yeah, was it's gone right. well. It's gone. It's well. not quite finished yet. There was. A, <laughs> it's, got, it's got all weeds in it, now. Hey? Yeah, it has. You've left it, and you know, and at last, uh, no doubt, at last, you'll see the light, and um, the you'll bulbs out with it. <laughs> right, should we do some news? Go on then. Okay, let's do some Disney news. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. So, uh, let's do our three-by-three Disney, then. So, uh, let's start off with Alan. Mickey's... Mickey's Jammin' Jungle Parade is closing. Oh. Chris. Frozen mania causing stock shortage and limits per guest purchases. And Frozen may teach your children to be gay. Controversial. Controversial. There we go. <laughs> you didn't expect that one, no, did you? No. There you go. So, there's all these people sat here going, uh, news, and then get what? Hello? <laughs> What is going on here? Okay, uh, so there are three pieces of Disney news for today. Of course, you can head over to DisneyBrit.com and find out all the other bits and pieces that we've missed out. So, Alan, do you want to start us off? What's going on? Right, okay, yeah, Disney have announced the final performance of Mickey's Jammin' Jungle Parade. It's a bit of a tongue twister, this one. Um, we'll be on Saturday, the 31st of May. So what's that, a couple of weeks away? Yep. Um, the parade, which has been at the Animal Kingdom since 2001, will bid a fond farewell to guests and is not due to be replaced by anything else. The end. The end, thank you very much. That's, a, that's but, a shame, isn't it? But but the past week, Disney has announced a new nighttime show, Rivers of Light. But not a lot of information is released about this. And also some sort of crazy bird flight thing going on. Oh, the macaws. Macaws. Yes, in August. I, I've got a feeling they're going to be a little smaller than the parade. What, the birds? Yes. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. For me, I'm quite disappointed because this is one of the parades I actually like. Um, yes, but you've now got... Um, the Rivers of Light come in. We've got Macaws. Apparently, uh, the, the parents show that you can't take uh, any medication. Can't only take any headache, headache cab- tablets in. Head- headache, Head- headache tablets, because apparently the, the parents see them all. Oh. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just out of interest. Just out of interest. Um, put your hand up if you've seen the Jamming Jungle Parade. Keep your hand in the air if you like it. Oh, okay, more than I thought. That's that interesting. Stuff went up here, isn't it? Um, <laughs> no, I, I just I was intrigued to see whether or not anyone's going to miss it or not, or whether it's going to be. The, the biggest thing that I think about it though, normally you leave in the Animal Kingdom just as that parade starts. That is true. And you can't leave the Animal yeah. Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, you kind of get stuck. If the parade starts, you're watching it. End of. You so know, the best face, right? Most people are going at three. Yeah. So what they're going to do? Make you stay there for another th- four hours and put night time parade that. on. That's true. Um, That's really going to work. I, I have a vivid memory of. Um, 
jamming jungle. We were stood watching it, and Zoe had put her jumper on top of the bin because she'd taken it off. And it was... It would have been hard to do it otherwise. Yeah. It was <laughs> Baloo, who came up, picked up a jumper, threw it in the bin, walked off. <laughs> Brilliant. Honestly, it's like... That you've actually just done that. It's uh, it made me laugh, made me uh, chuckle. Anyway, and there's the one. <laughs> and they're just the, it, yeah. on my own. Um, as I'm intrigued. Uh, opinions on the disappearance of Jamming Jungle Parade. How are, how are we? Uh, uh, and up if you're disappointed. Louise is kind of yeah. She's not that disappointed. Bothered. Disappointed. But uh, would we prefer Jamming Jungle to uh, Rivers of Light? Which one are we? Yeah, we're not yeah. sure. I this is interesting. I mean, I, I love Animal Kingdom, but I'm not sure I can stay there till the evening. No, you can, because Avatar Land's coming. Yay for Avatar. Mm. Yeah, but let's face it, I mean, there's a lot of animals sleep like us. They're just it's adults. Come tea time, they're That's off. They are. We are going to get the nighttime safari, though, so you can't complain about nighttime safari. That'd be good. Yeah, that's going to be fantastic, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Look over there. Look that's over that's there. Look at that elephant over there. You can't see it because it's behind that dark tree <laughs> just there. Oh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We seem to have just run over a rhino. I didn't <laughs> quite see it as we turned the corner. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so we, we seem to be undecided about where the jam and jungle should be going. But, but why can't they have them both at the same time? Because um, it's not dark in the uh, <laughs> afternoon? <laughs> you right, could do okay. the parade at, at night. Why can't you have the daytime parade and the nighttime parade? Thing? I guess it's purely for the fact that it causes such a jam. It's not just that. It's, it's jungle jamming parade. Yeah, that's what it is. They're just jamming people in the park. That's all. That's the reason they I mean, I, I do wonder exactly how much it costs to put on one of these parades. Um, it's not going to be cheap. Yeah, it's pl- be cheap. Plenty of staff. There's, I mean, do they just turn up for the parade? And Your wife's chuntering in the corner about something. One conversation. What do you want to say, Kat? What do you want to say? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> uh, Chris, is, Chris is running again. I'm coming over, Kat. What, what are you saying? Probably doesn't cost them much because they're all on minimum wage. I would have thought those dancers. Harsh. It's not very nice. Oh, they yeah. try their best. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be going to Disney World. Next time Kat goes, she'll put a finger on the scanner and it'll go, no, you're not coming in. That's it. <laughs> right, Catherine, when we went last time, yeah. her and her mum went, these finger scanners don't work. It's just a big, it's a big squiz. <laughs> oh, and I'm no. like, no, you've got to have your right ticket, you've got to sort it all out. Swapped with the mum. It made no difference. Okay. Just, it's just a flashy light. Yeah. And it actually got in and it worked. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wrist, wristband's going to screw it this Breaking time. news. <laughs> Security yeah. at Disney World, not as good as we thought. Right, so what's going on with Frozen? Well, um, quite a bit, actually, because I've just turned over and found loads of text for my name as well. Yeah, we gave you one with lots and lots of writing, because <laughs> well, we thought we were really um, funny. As we all know, Froze, Frozen Mania is still gripping the UK, um, and they're short stuff. Who'd have thought it? That's right, when was the last time that... Uh, such a global stir was caused by Disney. Um, the Disney store actually put limitations on what people can buy, a number of frozen items. <coughs> At present, guests Chicken. are only allowed to buy five frozen items <laughs> from stores. <laughs> in One Disney chicken, World, Disneyland, piece of gammon, Disney Cruise One lines. piece of beef. Another speed check. And a Viennetta. Yeah. That's all you're allowed. Look at this. For, what? I mean, just, just a quick survey. Out of anyone here, who's been in the Disney store and bought five frozen items? <laughs> <laughs> because you're now limited, so you cannot buy any more than five. Uh, Jonathan, I think, attempted to buy two in the Disney store earlier, and they told him no. Is that right? Limit of three? Limit of there three. Oh, two or less, so... That's it. Mm. So how many did you buy? Did you buy two? Did you buy two? 
Oh, he's, no. he's bought one. He's put it on the table over there for an extra £50. <laughs> so, um, all Frozen merchandise that will be put on the shelves or available for sale on, online will soon arrive. Except in certain items such as dolls and plush, these will only be available in store on Saturdays. Yeah, I like it. I mean, there's such a shortage, we can only deliver it on a Saturday. <laughs> the Elsa, the yeah, Elsa, is the best one. Elsa costumes are in higher demand, so they'll be on Saturdays by a prize draw. So this is in the US, just to, to emphasise. Oh, in the UK, there's, the paper, oh, UK there's also a sort of shortage as well. But in the US, yeah, they're at the point where they're putting things out on Saturdays and they're going as soon as the doors open. And for an Elsa dress, it is prize draw only. Which isn't bad. Imagine that. I mean, That's the Disney store is hoping to have a lot more frozen merchandise back in stock yeah. by July and oh, August. Be better. But the problem is... For me, right, they've made this film. It's a great film. We'll all agree on that. Yep. Some time ago, and they still can't produce the merchandise. No, they did, but they let too much go at the warehouse. They just let it go. They just couldn't what, hold like on to it. left it there? Or... <laughs> <laughs> no. right, um, but one thing is, there is another way of buying these outfits on, there e- is. on eBay. Um, going quite well at the moment. I'd sell your daughter's dress. Yeah. yeah. At the, the minute. It's got ice cream on it. El- <laughs> Frozen. One, one Elsa dress is going for around about $1,200. Wow. Imagine and it that. doesn't even fit me. <laughs> so I think uh, you'd look like a good Elsa. I've got my dog's named after Elsa. Is it? Yeah. My dog's named after Bolt. I don't have a dog. Oh. Have yeah. you got any animals oh, named after anything? <laughs> you haven't got, got an animal. Gazelle. Poor Alan. Has anybody else got any Disney animals? Stitch. Tigger. Merida. What, what animal is Merida? What animal is Merida? A dog. Merida. A dog, you know. Yeah. We, had a, we, had a, we had bought the dog and we had actually had Rhino the hamster. At one I've got a rhino, but I haven't named it after Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I've but seen rhino it the died. Kingdom, but... Rhino died and we buried Rhino in the garden and Bolt missed him so much he dug him up and brought him back in. Uh, yeah. yeah, Elsa's dug up both her brothers. Luckily Harry wasn't looking at the time. That'd have been good, wouldn't it? Uh, right, okay, so we've got uh, an issue with stock shortages at Disney World and Disney yeah. stores and that sort of stuff. But it's fine, because nobody wants to buy Disney merchandise, because it's going to turn your child gay, right? This is possibly... What the what? The boys want to buy the dresses, yeah. There you go. This is possibly the most entertaining piece of news we've had uh, for a few weeks. And, and I've got not, to play you this. It's not as factual as the other news we have. No, this isn't factual in the slightest. Um, Basically, there's a pastor in America called Kevin Swanson, who this past week has uh, released a podcast uh, stating that apparently Frozen will teach your kids to be gay, right? Okay, so um, HuffPost put a video up, and I've got to play some of this audio, because this is the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. I'm Christian Nilsson, and you're watching HuffPost Live. Disney's animated film Frozen may have audience members humming Let It Go as they exit the theaters, but there's one aspect of the film that some right-wing conservatives just can't let go. According to Right Wing Watch, religious right talk show host Pastor Kevin Swanson attacked producers of the film for trying to, quote, indoctrinate children into being gay. Here is Pastor Swanson speaking with co-host Steve Vaughn. Friends, this is evil. Just just evil. I, I, I wonder if people are thinking, you know, I think this cute little movie is going to indoctrinate my five-year-old to be a 
a lesbian or, or treat homosexuality or bestiality in a light sort of way. I wonder if they're, they're just walking in and saying, yeah, let's get my five-year-old and seven-year-old indoctrinated early. Pastor Swanson goes on to say that if you were to stick a microphone in the face of parents that are dropping their kids off at elementary school and ask, is it your vision for your boy to be gay? An overwhelming majority would say no. But I'm not sure that's true. Because if you were to ask that same question to my mother, a practicing Catholic, when she was dropping me and my three brothers off at elementary school, she would say that it was her vision that we would grow into kind-hearted, loving adults. But then again, she was never very ignorant. Okay, just what? Seriously? Now... I've got two concerns about. I've got two concerns about this news article. One, the fact that he thinks a Disney film is going to turn somebody gay, and somehow he's managed to put in the same breath bestiality. All right. Now, I mean, uh, I've got no issue with homosexuality, but bestiality. You are <laughs> reindeers are better than people, I admit. But hang on. <laughs> you know. Their horns hurt. <laughs> but but I, I just. Uh, you know, I had to play this while we had people there because this it's is just the it? most ridiculous thing in the world. But admittedly, it's not the first person to get that link, apparently. But but how do you get that link? How do I don't I get it? I don't get it. I just don't understand it. Aren't they sisters? Uh, who? No, that's oh, Elsa, that's Anna and Elsa are sisters, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I play with my brother, I play yeah. with my sister. <laughs> that, no, what does it mean, though? <laughs> I, oh. Actually, I've just realised I actually got, haven't got a problem. <laughs> but I'm not sure where that came from. Counselling <laughs> sessions will be Can available after this show. Please ring 118. I need help. And I haven't got a brother. From Chris Speed. Um, but honestly, joking aside, just how, what, where, how? I, I think it shows how lucky we are in the UK that we haven't got idiots yeah. like that. Yeah. But when we have. But they don't get any airtime, and let's face it, they don't deserve to. No. It's just, yeah, right. I'm intrigued to know what other people think about this, and I wanted to... to but yeah, end up with one to kick his head in. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> there we go, we're kicking his head in. Brilliant, let's go. <laughs> let's get a plane. The next year's mouse meets will be at Kevin Swanson's house. <laughs> yes, they will. Uh... Maybe we should get him up for a video chat get, next get year. Get him on the podcast. Yeah, he's, ca- podcast. he's coming on for the break tomorrow. <gasps> let's get him on the podcast. And let's, yeah, no, just... Oh. Don't record that. The People swearing. like that make me cross. Yeah. Yeah. He is depriving a village of an idiot, isn't he? It's <laughs> exactly what he's doing. He's not from Great Yarmouth. He's not from Great Yarmouth. <laughs> <laughs> the, the sad thing is, though, he's, he's sort of the head of a community, really, isn't he? Yeah, it? and he seems to think that this is apparently what everyone else is going to believe, and this is his... But he won't allow it on by himself. He had to have his co-host. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's true. But just idiot. Anyway, that's I, I wanted to share that with everybody. Although it's not particularly news, I just thought we we just well, yeah, it's just amazing. Um, uh, Catherine, one conversation at a time, please. Yeah. So are you talking again? Oh, just it's what, your wife. It's, it's, it's yeah. Just count the glasses. Yeah. How many cla- how many glasses you got there? She's got enough for a full dinner set. Look. Um, <laughs> were, were they all large? It's not enough, apparently. Okay. Right, uh, that's all of our news. We're going to take a quick break um, uh, with some adverts, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Disney's ultimate attraction, and we're going to get everybody else's opinion. Okay, here we go. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. 
best kept Disney World and Universal Studios vacation secret. Did you know that anyone can rent a sweet ride and truly get around fast with your pass inside the theme parks? Mom, tell them. Well, Scooter Vacations makes it fun all day long. You or someone you love deserves the best way to see everything. So why not relax and enjoy a true express ride with your pass? Scooter Vacations can arrange it and even deliver it to you. Get around the fun way, have as much fun getting from ride to ride as being on the ride. They fit on buses, boats, and monorails, and some can fit in a car trunk. Upgrade your experience and scoot everywhere. Contact Scooter Vacations at 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. That's 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. Or on the web at scootorlando.com. That's S-C-O-O-T-Orlando.com. S-C-O-O-T, Orlando.com. He's up and dancing. Okay. We always we play Celebration because we're trying to celebrate the Disney parks. That's the excuse. And we're also celebrating Sharon's birthday. Hey. Hey. There we go. Speech, speech, speech. That'll do. Right, okay. Um, right, we're looking at Disney's ultimate attraction. So we've decided that we are going to attempt to try and find out what Disney's ultimate attraction is at Disney World. Now, as we said last week, um, basically the way most people do it is they just do rides. And um, we're doing every single possible thing that is suggested to be an attraction by Disney. And we're, compa- we're putting them against each other. Any toilets in there? Any to- no, no toilets in there. Um, did you want me to include toilets? Well, I, I visit there more than most of the rides. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very attractive. Tangled toilet. Don't want to go in there, eh? No, it wouldn't, that's not going to turn out well, especially if he's been in it. <laughs> might get Nick in there. So, what we're looking at today is uh, four battles. We're, compete- we're putting Disney's, uh, Disney Junior Live on stage up versus Peter Pan. <laughs> we're putting Journey into the Imagination with Figment against Habitat Habit. Uh, Expedition Everest versus Reflections of China. And Dumbo the Flying Elephant versus Mayday Falls. All right, so this is the way it's all come out. Um, And just for those of you who don't know, we've done it, so we've kind of seeded all the top attractions so they don't meet each other early on. That's basically the idea. Seeders is another word for fixed. (laughs) Fixed. Uh, uh, Maybe. I don't know. So uh, let's start off with then Disney Junior Live on stage versus Peter Pan. Incidentally, you take notes on this. Yeah, it's all sorted. Because yeah, okay. once I've done it, I shall change it on Google Drive. Oh, nerd. Ah. Well, should we ask one of the member, uh, members of the audience? Yeah, well, think? we want to know their opinion as well, well yeah. I know that Steve's been to Disney Junior, Steve. So what do you think of Disney Junior? Not enough seats. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyone else been to Disney Junior? Anyone? Okay. There's, I think, actually, there's a question here. Has anybody been to Disney Junior without children? Oh, well, it's just me, then. Okay. <laughs> they let me in again. What do you think about it? I didn't like it. Why not? Because I assumed that they were going to be real characters and not puppies. They are real. Uh, they were about well, as big as they are real. What, like actual cartoons? No, like the actual walk-around characters. So real, yeah? Yeah, right. real characters. Yeah, don't right. spoil the magic. Well, 
Anyone else got an opinion on her? And Disney Junior. Oh, Louise oh. has. Oh, she's looking uh, distraught she's and upset at the fact that you just dissed it. There could be a girl-on-girl fight here. Be careful. Fantastic. Uh, no. Have you seen Frozen? Enough of that. I'm going to take Louise from yeah. behind, so have here you, we go. Have you seen Frozen? <laughs> um. So, Louise, come on. It's really good. I'm sorry. I, I think it's a fab attraction. I think it all depends on the age of your kids. Yeah, that's true. Um, so there's the bejeebas out of him. Who? So Who does? Peter Pan. Ah. He he's scared of Captain Hook. So going to you know full on show where he's quiet for 25. Oh right. So you Brilliant. use it as a punishment. Is that right? Well, misbehave. We're going to Disney Junior. I love. Sorry. Oh, to Peter Pan. Right. Okay. So you. Oh, okay. So you're going Peter Pan, are you? All right. Okay, Louise. No, <laughs> no Disney Junior. Right. Disney I mean, Junior, not Peter Pan. For right, me, okay. Disney Junior. If you know the t- the secrets, yeah, it's great. Straight into the left, there's a row of seats at the back. Yes, there is. For fat people like me, you got to sit down and cross your legs. <laughs> um, they don't like you laying. I don't mind Disney Junior, actually. It's all right. It's a sit-down, isn't it? Peter, Peter Pan. On then. the floor, admittedly. So who wants to stick up for Peter Pan? Who, who's who's going for Peter Pan here? Yeah, because this is tricky. It's Disney Junior. We're going to some Pan different here. people. Go to Michael. Hello. That's Tommy, that one. I've got no kids, so I'm not going to go into Disney Junior. And Karen won't go in, she's too right. Oh, I'm not going to do it. Ah, so Michael wants to go. He's yeah. just using his wife as an excuse. Right, We okay. haven't got a bear in the big blue house anymore, have they? So there's no point. That's true. That's true. I'd like to see that. Yeah, so it's got to be Peter Pan. Peter Pan for you. Even if I can't see it. <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> Michael, you had your hand up? Michael. Well, uh, um, I had my hand up, but as my girlfriend so rightly um, reminded me, I haven't been to uh, Disney Junior, ah. but, um, so maybe I'm not so qualified. But uh, <laughs> yeah, your argument yeah. is slightly flawed here, Michael. Um, to be fair, it never worries us. We just make it up. Yeah, it's fine. There we go. Okay. So, are we are we ready for a vote? So, should we go for a vote? All right. Uh, so, who is voting for uh, Disney Junior live on stage? Louise, our three. Okay, four, four. Louise, uh, two hands from one person. Uh, So, um, who's voting for Peter Pan's flight? Yeah, Peter Pan's flight. That is quite close, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. (laughs) I'd say fifty. Chris, Peter Pan. Is there any reason why you stood in the middle of the floor? You're about to do (laughs) some sort of performance. (laughs) No, I forgot. I thought there was going to be a rendition, another rendition of "It's a Small World." Then I was getting worried. Um, Go on. I can just say, Adam, we've got a few clips for your mouse cast tomorrow. That you, so you don't really want to take the mickey. Uh, what? Don't know. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm not coming tomorrow morning. Uh, right, let's go to Journey into Imagination with Figment versus Habitat Habit. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Habitat Habit is, it is in Interventions. And it's fairly new. It's probably been there about a yeah, year or so yeah. now. It was also controversial. It was also controversial because um, it told people that if you went in there, it would turn you... No, sorry, that's... <laughs> <laughs> It went in there and it was it had kid, fat kids and stuff, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And they had to change it all. And There's nothing wrong with fat kids. Nicer. There's nothing wrong with fat kids. No. More I meat. was one once. <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn that all right. <laughs> uh, sort of. So um, we've got Habitat Habit versus Journey into uh, Imagination with Figment. Now, I'm really, I'm genuinely torn on this one. Because, oh, yeah. only because... Journey into Imagination is rubbish compared to the original. Oh. Compared to the original with with uh, the Dreamfinder, the new version is naff. What do you think? 
Habitat Habit. Uh, Who's no, been? But hang on, I've uh, I know. Well, oh, no one. But I've, uh, there's a lot of people who are disagreeing with me. Well, that the new one isn't. So, enough. first of all, Habitat Habit. Who wants to speak up for it? That's the one. Yes. <laughs> we didn't just say that in the microphone again. But what was your opinion of it? Oh, it, it's yes. <laughs> yes. It is rubbish. Oh, it is rubbish. <laughs> so there's someone... Anyone else want to st- speak up for Habitat Habit? You see, uh, can I qualify that? I'm not saying that Habitat Habit is better. I just... Um, I think I'm struggling to, I'm just struggling to vote for the for Journey right. to the Imagination. Okay, okay. Journey to the Imagination. Have I done it? Yeah, no, but I've seen it. We'll come back to the same person. He's back, he's back. I'm here because uh, you've got Ron Schneider tomorrow, who's my hero. Yes, see, yes. man... The right. Figment Ride is... Nowhere near as good as it used to be, but it's better than the one they brought in. I can't stand Eric Idle, so it does give me yes, an excuse true. to sit on the ride and boo Eric Idle. But it, it is still, it still does have figment. Yes, it does. So that is true. any ride that's got figment is okay. So, um, ah, so you're going to be, uh, are you going to be buying the next uh, Disney Kingdom comic book series? Have you heard about this? I don't read books. Ah, the next comic book series is based upon. Oh, Figment. sorry. Yes, uh, is this the new Dreamfinder character? Yes, that's it. The, 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 oh, yes, the yes. Disney yes. Kingdom's comics. Yes. The next one is going to be. I can't wait for I've that. I've seen photographs of that. Has anybody been here? Is in love with the new Dreamfinder? Okay. So Has anybody uh, been looking at those comics? By the way, nobody. Should we just vote and forget? I'm just on my own, aren't I? It's <laughs> just me. It's right, should we vote on this then? So, uh, journey to imagination. Also vote. <laughs> All right, I'm voting for this one. Uh, uh, habitat, habitat Habit. Cat. Cat. Not done. Cat. Don't worry. Right, it's Journey into Imagination with Figment versus Primark. Which one are you going for, Catherine? So, well, yeah. Alan got that shirt from there. I don't want to worry her, but she's now got two dinner services on that table. Um, so, Journey into Imagination with Figment wins that one. Well, incidentally, we, we never had the vote on the other one yet. Which other one? Oh, ha- well, habitat, habitat Habit. Habitat Habit, anyone? Right, there you go. See, I don't think we need to. The fact that everyone had put their hand up for the other one. Okay, third one. Uh, oh, I've lost it. Third one is uh, Expedition Everest versus Reflections of China. Now, I think this could be an interesting one because there's going to be people in here who don't like roller coasters. Um, but who doesn't like roller coasters? Oh, everyone likes roller coasters. Alan, oh, he's scared. Go on. Was I voting there? I don't know. No, no, no we're not having a vote there. yet. All right. Expedition but, Everest. Who wants to talk up for Ex- Expedition Everest? Who hey, Go on. Michael's got Michael's a... Michael's back. wants to big up Expedition Everest. What do the people at the front ever want to talk? I know. They sit on the front row, don't they? I have to say, the best thing about the Animal Kingdom stuff that's just come out is the fact that I get to ride Expedition Everest after dark again. And it will mean that the Yeti effect uh, will be so much better. Which is... <laughs> Which is in all, th- which is one of the, one of my favourite experiences in Walt Disney World is riding e- Everest after dark and um, ignoring the Yeti. <laughs> Sorry, Michael, I'm trying to listen. Just watching people take, what, take selfies, selfies in the corner. <laughs> so after dark is a, a, a good thing that you're looking forward to. Yeah. Okay. Another plus for Expedition Everest is well, single rider line. It's Very good point. Right. Yeah, I do agree on that one. Straight on, straight on, straight on. That's true. It's probably one of the best single rider lines. Yeah. Works quite well. Yeah, it does work quite well. Right, so what's the other one again? The other one is uh, Reflections of China. Anyone want to talk up for Reflections of China? Yeah, okay. Carolyn's actually going to, you know, stick up for it. 
It's okay, this is a difficult one because we did Expedition Everest and it frightened the bejesus out of us, but we still did it. But the uh, the China film, oh, it's lovely and it made me want to go to China and it's all round you and it's just yeah. It's lovely. Yeah, we like that. Yeah. So uh, have you been to China since the film? Well, not quite. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to check. <laughs> I went to Chinatown. It was earlier. I was on the way to the hotel. I accidentally took a right. I don't know where I was. Um, <laughs> you've had a Chinese. That's as close as you got. Um, I'm guessing Expedition Everest is probably going to win this one then. So Expedition Everest, vote. Uh, reflections of China. Oh, we've got, th- oh, got four, five. four, five. Wow, Expedition Everest wins, though, sadly. You're pleased to know tea is Chinese as well. There is Chinese at tea tonight. <laughs> and true. Mongolian. And Mongolian and Indian and Italian. Basically, we're going for World Showcase dinner tonight. That's what we're doing. That's pretty much what it is. Look at that. We're we'll we'll flying Manchester Airport at six fifteen. Charge you for this stuff. Um, okay, final one is done by the Flying Elephant versus Mayday Falls. Mm. Okay, now Mayday, Mayday Falls, Falls is uh, one of the larger water slides at Typhoon Lagoon. It's the so one. I was going to say, well, can you, can you that helps it? Yeah, I've just described that podcast. Are you, are you on your bum or your It's the wibbly one. It's the wibbly one. You lie down. Awesome. Um, awesome. I mean, this would um, have been good to put a picture up on the screen, I, wouldn't it? Let, let me find a picture of Mayday yeah. Falls that everyone can see. Uh, I, this is where Does, I find Can out. anyone I, remember what Mayday Falls is? Let me show you Mayday um, Falls. I'm not sure. On I thought that's what we done last time. That, that might have been Toboggan Racer. I've got a feeling. Oh, you know like Mate, I've, got, I've got it completely wrong. Mayday Force is a completely different one. Well, actually, it's Universal, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hang on. Mayday Force, yeah. Where's it? That's Universal. No, it's not. Mayday Falls is... Um... Let me see if I can bring it up. Yeah, should we bring a YouTube video up so you can you can see the YouTube? It's a YouTube um, video is going to be fantastic for the podcast. I know it's it? going to be great for the podcast. And uh, this is 14 minutes long. Yeah, it's, I'm not. <laughs> it's one. It's one minute 38 actually. But we've just got to wait a second because um, apparently there's an uh, advert for Snickers. And there's nothing play. on our screen. That's no, because I moved it across. Yeah, there it is. There we go. Yeah, uh, gone. Oh, here we are. There she is. We're just watching. Um, that's a Snickers advert on screen, which is so really helpful right now. Um, there you go. Here's Mayday Falls. The sign. Uh, there's the, the sign, sign for yeah. Mayday Falls. And, uh, him. He's a bit big, isn't he? <laughs> is that your video? That's me. <laughs> Did you know you're in this video? Here it is. This is the it's the yellow tube slide. Right. Isn't that a kid's it's quite one? a wide one. Oh, there you go. Good, isn't it? It's made of It's good. Someone's feeling sick already. Who's that? <laughs> it's um, like, it's like anyone remember Cine One Eighty to stand up and ride with it? There's my, is, they sat down or they stood up trying to slide I think they down. They sat down. Uh, that's Mayday Falls there. So it's Mayday Falls versus Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Oh. This is, you see, yeah, now I think... I think, I think before the video, I knew my answer. It's got a lovely pair of shorts on, isn't Look it? Look at that. Winner. Beautiful blue water. Mould. It's nice. Um, <laughs> so... Dumbo? Who Anyone? wants to stick up for Dumbo here? You see, go on. Oh, uh, George, okay. Okay, this is going to kick off. This is this is going to kick off. There may indeed be fighting. Got a mouthful for. I'll oh, come back. I'll Brilliant. come back. Don't yeah. worry. You put sweets in your mouth just as we're going to talk to you. I love Dumbo. I love the fact that if you go right to the top, you can see all around the park, and it's a lovely ride that you can do with. And like, it's a ride for all ages. All ages can join in with that one. So yes, for Dumbo. Okay. Have you emptied your mouth yet? 
the good thing about Dumbo was when they were constructing stuff, you could take photos when you're at the top. I <laughs> shut up. Um, I <laughs> um, it's my favourite, but I think it's because like Dumbo, sorry, is my favourite. Yeah. Because the first time we went as kids, that was the one ride that I was like, oh my god, it's going to be amazing because I was obsessed with elephants, and it's just like, don't laugh. You like mice, <laughs> and um, That's it's true. just like. <laughs> And then when we went back again, like, when we were, like, for our 21st, I was like, oh, I've got to go on it again. But it was still as awesome as it was the first time. And I know you're just in an elephant and you go up and down, but it's awesome. See, this is my like, problem with it. And it didn't make me sick like that thing did. Mayday Falls. Yeah, because were I was... Were you sick on that? No, not in it. Oh, good. That would have been Did you tell someone? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we'd been on it several times, and I think it was actually sunstroke, but I'm blaming it on that. Right, okay. Because I was in the sun. Especially if you'd have been sick and, you know, someone had gone down going, oh, look, love, coral reef at the bottom pool. <laughs> um, you said you were obsessed with elephants. Was a shop just down the road that had an elephant's leg in the window, turn around with a sort of like a grill behind it? Let's see the toenails. <laughs> mm. It's jumbo. They, they served it in pita bread. Chris will be there later. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see, that's... Yeah, uh, I think we, we, we're going double. double we, it's it's, it's the current one. My only problem with Dumbo is exactly what you said it is. Is it's plastic elephant that you queue 45 minutes to an hour for. And it that, goes up and down and round a bit. And then you get off. And it's... That's my. It, it, the queue doesn't equate to can I, can I the length of the ride. Well, is the queue not changed? Are you not? Do you not know queue inside? Yeah, you have the answer. I'm, I'm now queue disappointed. Now. Last time I went, I didn't actually manage to queue. We must have oh. gone on four or five times. I wanted to queue to try the new interactive queue out, and it and was straight on every time. So yeah. can, can you actually double, just go double Dumbo's works? Can yeah, you, you go into the soft play. Yeah, you can go into that area. Can, can adults go in the soft play? No, you can't. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> We can if you I want. can see what you I can see your mind working. I'll, I'll just run in, pretend I'm rescuing my child. Pick up another one. What, and pick up a kid. Yeah, I'm <laughs> run out with it. <laughs> Catherine's goes, What's this? Right, let's, What's let's, this here? Let's move on before Alan gets yeah. himself put away. Um, right, so put your hand up for Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Put it for Mayday Falls. Well, hang on a minute. Hang on, put your hand up for Dumbo. Oh no, this could be bad. All right. One, two, three, seven. Hands high. Okay, put your hand up for Mayday Falls. Dumbo. (laughs) Dumbo wins it by about three. Oh, Oh, yeah. Very close. That was was nearly a classic out in the first round. Put your hands up if you didn't vote. Yeah, yeah, apparently you just don't care. Because you're too busy playing on your phone or you're talking to somebody else. They're not voting over there, are they? Are they texting the votes? You've never been. You went when you were 11. I put a selfie up, though. What? I've got a selfie though, that's good. Right. Okay, they're all of attractions. So, going through to the next round is Pizza Pants Flight, Journey into Imagination, Expedition Everest, and just by the skin of its teeth, Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Mm. Mm. There you go. Um, I don't think there was anything unexpected there, although Dumbo nearly went out. Okay, that is our Disney Ultimate Attraction for this week. We're going to do some Leicester questions in a second. We're going to take a quick break. And then once we've done that, we're going to come back and we're going to see if you've got any questions left that you may not have asked already, which is probably not because you're probably sick to death of answering questions. Right, we'll be back in two seconds. For the past ten years, 
Orlando attraction tickets have been providing the UK with cheap Disney tickets for Walt Disney World and the surrounding Orlando attractions. With a low deposit scheme of just £10 per person, you can book your tickets in advance knowing you're in good hands. Orlando Attraction Tickets are the only ticket company to allow you to pay your balance off in instalments online and with no credit or debit card fees, free UK sign for delivery and you are fed FastPass Plus enabled tickets now shipping. There is no other choice for your Orlando ticketing needs than Orlando Attraction Tickets. Visit www.orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845-226-8523 That's orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845-226-8523 Big summer blowout! Disney Brit listeners, this is Mover Smitty, Mover Dave, Mover Scott, and Mover Rich, and we're the Imagination Movers. We'll be traveling all the way from New Orleans, Louisiana, to play a concert at the Bloomsbury Theater in London, England. We'll be appearing on May 30th, May 31st, and June 1st of this year. Don't miss it. It's going to be a live concert extravaganza for the whole family to enjoy together. We'll play all our big Imagination Mover hits. We'll have drum solo guitar solos, and we'll even have flying toilet paper! To order tickets, visit thebloomsbury.com forward slash events. That's Bloomsbury, B-L-O-O-M-S-B-U-R-Y. Listen for our Disney Brit interview coming soon. Thanks, you guys! Meets 2014. Live from Manchester. You know that trailer you put together? Yeah. It always makes me think like some man's going to come through the door, like burst through in some sort of car, in some sort of action movie going to happen. And it's just a sweet. It was a guy with a suitcase, really. <laughs> guy with a suitcase? Yeah, he's bursting through the door over there. Oh, Where? Simon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, look at him bursting through that door. He sat Action listening. Yeah. Right, we've got oh, we've got about ten minutes uh, left. In, or incidentally, we'll just finish early. Okay. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow we've got the Imagination Movers. We uh, have. Put your hands up if you've actually seen the Imagination Movers. Going. Who's going? You're going. Oh, uh, not going. Who's seen them on scene? On TV, yeah. So that's yeah. like they're, they're like the wi- everybody. They're like the Wiggles, but not quite as good. <laughs> Can't say that. What's the truth? Let's face it, they don't listen to the podcast, uh, do they? But, uh, to be honest, if I, l- if I look at the Imagination Movers and I look at the Wiggles, it's clear that the Wiggles have watched Frozen. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it's not very nice, is it? <laughs> yeah, but they're not listening, so it's fine. Um, who's going to see the Imagination Movers in London? Nearly everyone Nearly in everyone there. in the room, that's good. Is this uh, one of I want to go. Is this one of these concerts I you've really arranged, Alan? You've promised these people, like you've had before, 
but you're going to get a load of people going to Do we need it. to talk about this? Have you ever shared this story? I don't know if we have. I think we need to share this story. Okay, right. So this is... is Alan. Fair, this is the Disney Bridge story. No, it's not this Disney Bridge. This, this is, is your Mousecast This is still podcast. a brilliant story. So those of you who listen to your Mousecast... Uh, there was an uh, occasion where they had Susan Egan on as a guest. Now, Susan Egan is the voice of Belle, right? In the Broadway um, production. In the Broadway production, yeah. Um, and Most of uh, the, uh, DVDs. They, they yeah. came on and she talked all about her work and all that sort of stuff. And she basically assumed this was the start of a really great working relationship. She asked if we'd mind doing the exclusive on her new CD. Yeah. So we um, said yes. So, of course. Um, she then yeah. said... Do you think it's worth me coming over to the UK and having a concert? And Alan said, "Yes, yes." <laughs> and then so she said, "Conversations carried on." Before you know it, Alan was organising the concert <laughs> in <laughs> London. I didn't go that far. And I got a, a very no, no, sorry. Alan wasn't organising the concert in London. She believed he was. <laughs> and I got a very fraught. She was asking for Skype of- call from Alan saying, "I need your help." Um, Susan Egan, who's the Broadway star of Beauty and the Beast, thinks I'm going to organise a big concert for of thousands of people, and there's going to be autographs and book signings and CD signings and everything. She was do looking. You, do you think I can do it? In the West End. <laughs> and I went. I'm out and left. That was it. I was Dragon's Den. It wasn't happening. The, the, the story went. Do you think we could organise a meet and greet? I was, I was thinking the back of a Costco or a Starbucks. Or a mouse Or mates. a van. Uh, and she was thinking a theatre or a concert hall. With or thousands and thousands when of she, people. When she asked, uh, was it, would she find, sell sort of 2,000 to 5,000 CDs or not? When we clicked that maybe we weren't quite the company she thought. <laughs> <laughs> but we so. still got the exclusive of a CD anyway. Yeah. But it was good to know that Adam helped us out. Yes, yeah. I was... <laughs> <laughs> I always never knew how to start doing anything of that sort. Hey, Disney Brit listeners. This is Mover Smitty. Mover Dave. Mover Scott. And Mover Rich. And we're the Imagination, Imagination Movers. We'll be traveling all the way from New Orleans, Louisiana to play a concert at the Bloomsbury Theatre in London, England. We'll be appearing on May 30th, May 31st, and June 1st of this year. Don't miss it. It's going to be a live concert extravaganza for the whole family to enjoy together. We'll play all our big Imagination Mover hits. We'll have drum solos, guitar solos, and we'll even have flying toilet paper. To order tickets, visit thebloomsbury.com forward slash events. That's Bloomsbury, B-L-O-O-M-S-B-U-R-Y. Listen for our Disney Brit interview coming soon. Thanks, you guys. As a dad, I've got two kids, and my kids like to get up at ridiculous clock in the morning. <laughs> and one of the things we tend to do is put the TV on to try and doze back off. Unfortunately, I lie on the sofa. Now... My kids have been growing up with the Disney Channel, the Playhouse Disney, or Disney Junior, as it's now called. And one of the programs that we used to watch, which was full of too much energy, unfortunately, was uh, the Imagination Movers. So here we've got Mover Scott. That's right. right. I'm so uh, so uh, happy to be and uh, happy to be here on the Disney Bird Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for uh, giving me the opportunity to, to chat with you guys today. No problem at all. Now I'm just going to move across the other side of the screen because I'm going to point out who Mover Scott is. It's this one, I hope. This is the one with long hair. Well, he's got the you movie, got it. He's got the Mover Scott badge on, so it's definitely him. <laughs> yep, yep. That's yeah, it. Right. It, it, we're, the, 
we generally make the easiest interview uh, interviewees because we have name tags. So it's a it's a an interviewer's dream uh, to be able to look at us and see the name tag and say, "Oh, you're Scott," and ask us questions. So. Excellent. Now, one of, one of the things I want to sort of talk to you about is more about how the Imagination Movies came about before it became onto the Disney Channel, and. Now, Disney, well, on, on the picture that we've got at the moment, it says Disney's Imagination Movers. Now, where did the Imagination Movers come from? Was it Disney's project or was it yourself? It was actually ourselves. It was, um, it was a very organic uh, process. Um, when uh, I, I was a teacher before becoming an Imagination Mover. I taught for about 10 years, and I taught elementary school. And all of the guys who are in the group uh, grew up together. We were friends. Uh, I went to high school with Smitty. Um, Mover Smitty, and uh, you know, I knew Dave's wife in high school, and Dave's Dave knew my wife in college. I knew uh, Rich's wife in high school. Rich and Smitty were roommates after college, so we have this, you know, uh, we kind of grew up together, knowing each other. And what happened is, when we started having children, uh, we lived in the same neighborhood. You could probably take a ten-minute uh, walking tour of the Imagination Movers. Um, where we lived in New Orleans, Louisiana. And when we started having kids, we started, you know, attending each other's children's birthday parties. And all the guys came over to my house for my son Brewster's birthday party. And at the time, as a teacher, I had noticed this kind of uh, decrease in level of creativity in my students. Uh, You know, for example, if a kid uh, saw a stick, you know, they wouldn't use their imagination to think, oh, this could be a pretend flute or it could be a, a conductor's baton and, and I can conduct the weather or rain outside. It was just a stick. And so you had all these kind of threads coming together, you know, us having kids and being born into this world of children's programming, whether it be music or television or movies and attending each other's children's parties. Um, and then also at the time, when you're born into this kind of children's world of programming, you notice that a lot of it is cartoons, a lot of it is puppets. And I think as a teacher, as a parent, I wanted to do something about it. And I wanted it, I wanted to create something that was local, that was live action, uh, and that starred real people in a children's program. Um, And so what we did is we got together after our our kids went to sleep. Uh, The idea was shared at a birthday party. And, we started working on this idea of being the physical manifestation of the creative process of a child. And that was really kind of the seeds that bore, uh, that, that essentially bore uh, the imagination movers as, you know, problem solvers, modeling problem solving, uh, problem solving, encouraging creativity. And we pitched our idea to a local live action uh, uh, PBS affiliate, public broadcasting television here in the States. And they loved the idea but they didn't have any money. So part of the process was music. It was always from the beginning that we did music. And that music sort of took on a life of its own. And even though the PBS affiliate didn't have the money, we made a CD and we started touring around live uh, and created our own content, which in turn, the local, li- uh, the local PBS uh, affiliate here in the state of Louisiana started airing on its stations. So what was happening happening is we were creating this grassroots movement in the south uh, of p- portion of the United States and playing festivals and parties and what have you uh, as a live act. And Disney came down and saw us at New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. 
And they were so taken back by our uh, performance, our concert performance, that they said, hey, let's do a show together. And when they brought that to our attention, we said, well, you know, we actually have this idea for a show. And so we started collaborating on what that show would be like. And uh, lo and behold, we were lucky and fortunate enough to make 75 episodes, uh, a concert special, and have been seen in like 55 countries and translated in, you know, uh, double-digit languages. So we've been so blessed and so fortunate to be able to work with Disney to really kind of take the seed of an idea and see it to fruition. Now, obviously, as as you've approached Disney with this idea, and now Disney's obviously tagging their name onto it, does Disney actually control what you can and can't do? That's a great question. Uh, You know, to Disney's credit, um, they allowed the Imagination Movers to be such an organic process. And I think the reason why the show has been successful and is successful is they didn't really get into the way of the show. They didn't micromanage it. Um, You know, there were some changes from what our idea of the show was and our treatment. For example, uh, when we started the show, Nina was actually named Carla, um, and they wanted to change that. And then, of course, um, the only other thing is is that when we did seasons with Disney, of course, season one featured Knit Knots as sort of the, you know, our adversary, um, for lack of a better word. Uh, And then in season two and season three, he, he was not there. Um, so, you know, they, they would see what would work and what didn't work and would, you know, make, would, would make some changes or suggest changes. But to their credit, they allowed, I think, the energy of the show to be what we had, uh, what we had envisioned for it. And they allowed the music to kind of be what it was. Uh, so they didn't really, uh, they, they, they were very hands-off to a certain degree. Of course, you know, they were part of the collaborative project. And so, you know, obviously they had a voice and, um, and a desire, for example, you know, second season we started having guests, and then the third season we went to more of kind of fairy tales and re, reinterpreting kind of those aspects. But you know, we always had that template of an idea emergency and modeling problem solving and encouraging uh, creativity and and fostering independence and as well as teamwork. Yeah. Now I, I can remember actually one of the series where there was um, a baseball player that was brought in, I think. And it was about he'd lost his belief in his own ability. And obviously through the Imagination Movers, they managed to inspire him to get back into doing his game. Yeah, you know, I think the, the great thing about a lot of the, the episodes, Joey Fatone was in that episode, I, I believe. And um, one of the great things is, you know, from early on, we had this idea uh, with the Imagination Movers and, and really having it be educational uh, there was, you know, we, we created an educational credo uh, early on, and it really evolved into our motto, uh, reach high, think big, work hard, have fun. But also we, we were very thoughtful in how each of the movers sort of represents a way to solve a problem. Uh, Mover Scott has the wobble goggles, so he's very vision-oriented, you know, um, uh, whereas, you know, Rich has the scribble sticks. Yeah. Uh, he would take a, a very... Uh, you know, an approach of writing things uh, down or drawing things to help him process whatever problem. So we were very thoughtful in that respect. And and I think it contributed to a show that was kind of educationally slanted, but there was a lot of entertainment too. So it it took the best of both worlds and it allowed kids to participate actively in what we were doing. So we were proud of that. 
Um, I've, I've read that the, the process started in about 2003. How long did it actually take you to develop it before it was um, picked up by the stations? We, um, you know, we did, we started as the movers in 2003. Uh, Disney came and saw us at Jazz Fest uh, about two years after that, three years after that. Really, Hurricane Katrina happened, and living in New Orleans and being based here, three of the guys lost their homes, including myself. Um, and after Hurricane Katrina, that's when we really signed with Disney. So our relationship started in 2006, 2007. We did the pilot. The pilot tested really well. Uh, and then we started working on the show. And to Disney's credit, they filmed the show in New Orleans, our hometown. And so we were able to add to the um, re resurgence of the city, uh, both economically and creatively. And... Uh, you know, employed probably about 100 to 150 staff, uh, crew members uh, from the local area and really um, added to New Orleans as a city's ability to recover. Yeah. And, and as I say, the underlying motto of the Imagination Moves is about sort of self-belief and inspiration to move on. You got it. And then, you know, one of the things is in concert uh, and one of the, re you know, one of the reasons uh, I'm talking to you today is that we, we've had fans from all over the world, and the U.K. in particular, and it's been so difficult to get over to the U.K. Uh, because, you know, we reach high, we think big, we work hard, and we have fun. And one of the things that we've always thought big about is going over to the U.K. and performing for our fans over there. Because one of the things is, is our music is so influenced by a lot of the acts that we loved growing up. And a lot of those acts are, are you know... Uh, from the United Kingdom. So, you know, we, we've been heavily influenced by the police, um, by a, uh, a Scottish band called Big Country. In fact, one of our albums is called In a Big Warehouse, which was a, a nod to uh, In a Big Country. Uh, those guys from uh, Dun, Dunman, Dun, Dundee? Dundee? Uh, no, Dunmer. I can't even pronounce the, the, the city that they're from in Scotland. Dunmer, Munford, Little. Oh, wow. That's exactly That's it. it. There, there you go. Uh, and so uh, it's been, you know, being able to take a lot of those uh, influences and then also give back and, and being able to do a concert has been something we wanted to do since day one. But the way the film, the way we filmed the show, you know, we were busy about six months of the year and then we were touring and generally we had to tour in North America. So now that we're sort of post show we finally said, hey, we, we're going to go to the U.K., and we're going to do it. And we found a wonderful theater that allowed us to, uh, you know, do uh, some concerts. And so we're excited to finally be able to do a public concert in the U.K. for all our fans there. And uh, we are so excited to be able to come and do that. So, um, so that, that theater is uh, in London, isn't it? That is correct. That is correct. Uh, we're doing... Uh, four shows in uh, three days at the Bloomsbury Theatre in London, England. And hopefully, if those are successful, then, you know, we'll look to come back and do uh, additional shows in uh, other areas of the United Kingdom. We know that our first opportunity was really in London, um, and the window opened, uh, and so we went through it and took it. And hopefully, it'll lead to additional shows in the future. But you never know. Hopefully, these shows will do really well. People will enjoy what we bring. Yeah, obviously, London's very easy to get to, and um, obviously, there's a lot of people there. So, fingers crossed, it takes off for you. Um, I agree. The 
what, what Disney tends to have done over in the UK is they've got all the Disney Channel stuff and the Disney Junior stuff, but you don't tend to get a lot of merchandise come through for all the Disney Junior stuff. They've only just really started to do that with Princess Sophia and um, Doc McStuffin, um, which my daughters are big fans of. Um, are you going to be releasing a lot of any merchandise? Is there any stuff that you can sort of sell? Well, on? definitely at the, at the concert, we'll have some merchandise. You know, the, one, the, the funny thing is, is when we came kind of through the, uh, uh, you know, through the pipe, um, uh, we came on the show, the heels of a show called Bunny Town. And Bunny Town, they did a lot of merch for, and the show uh, wasn't met as successfully. It wasn't as successful as I think they'd hoped, and so they were kind of stuck with a lot of merch. Yeah. And so when we were coming, we came on the heels of that show, and we also came during a time when there was a you know an economic recession, and so you know a lot of people had less and less disposable income, and so when we sort of came through the the shoot. Uh, it was not a time where, uh, you know, Disney was doing a lot of merch for any, really, uh, of their products or their entities. And so, really, now, uh, have you seen um, them start to really kind of reinvest in merchandising for their shows? You know, re- you know, we were at a time when it was just a bad timing. But even so, uh, you know, we had the opportunity to be... Um, a brand that was shared with so many people and they did a lot of heavy lifting. So, you know, when we look to our immediate future, we're actually working on extending the brand by creating new content. And hopefully that will uh, open some doors for merch where there weren't before. Um, obviously your, your personal story is that there's a lot of highs and lows. So obviously the story of the imagination movie started to get successful. Then you had your sort of loss of your house with Katrina and then, the show's starting up again and it's getting really popular on Disney Channel but then there's the economic downturn so you can't get the merchandise so where are the imagination movers going to move on to from now? Well you know right now we are are working with um, uh, a production company in Canada to create new content um, now of course uh, I would probably say you know whatever we work on won't be realized for another you know, 12 months, probably maybe, you know, eight to 12 months. Uh, but we're working on something um, that hopefully is a hybrid. It, it melds together animation and live action. And so we're hoping the live action can book in kind of an animated short. Uh, and so that's, you know, that's all I can talk about with regards to that. But there is uh, some, uh, we're working on a new content uh, for the Imagination Movers. And I know that, uh, once it's fully realized, people are going to be exceedingly happy to have new Imagination Movers um, content. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, I'm going to quickly ask to see if there's any questions of anyone in the, in the room. Um, if anyone's got any questions, can you raise your hands? Fair enough. There's, um, unfortunately, oh, oh, Mr. Goodger's put his hand up. I'm going to slowly walk over there. Firstly, I have to ask, um, why on earth did you have to make such catchy songs that my son puts his Disney CD on in the car on repeat to Imagination Movers songs? Um, <laughs> secondly, uh, the, the, the kind of thing I want to sort of um, ask you a little bit about is obviously you're all individual musicians. Were you all, was it kind of luck that you could all play these instruments that fit together as a band? Or did some of you have to kind of relearn a different instrument in order for the band to work? 
Uh, those, those are both great questions. I think one of the things is, you know, a lot of people have asked us, why don't you do adult music? Um, because, you know, we write for kids. And honestly, the way we view it is we sort of write adult music. It's just where we are in our lives. You know, we have families, we have children. And when we write music, we really are inspired by our kids and write songs that sort of parallel where they are developmentally. So our early songs were about sleeping through the night and, um, you know, learning how to ride a bike and, uh, you know, eating uh, healthy and making good choices. Now, those are all the content. Now, the music is things that we grew up with. It's, you know, music that inspired us, uh, whether it be, you know, stuff like The Clash or, you know, The Police or, you know, even Duran Duran or something like that, things that we enjoy. Um, so the music has always been for adults. The content and the lyrics have always been kids. And what we found is that it's this, it creates this wonderful shared experience uh, that hopefully parents don't pull their hair out when they have to listen to it on repeat over and over. Because as musicians and as dads and uh, as fathers, we, we, go, we know exactly how you feel. And so we know that when we do a song, it might hit repeat over and over. And there's just so, in, you know, if you're going to have to listen to it a lot, you want to make it good. Um, so that's sort of what drives the music. Now, as far as us as musicians, uh, Rich and myself played in bands growing up. Um, Smitty's always been sort of a, you know, a guitar player. Um, Dave had to relearn the bass. Um, so when we started performing live, we, we have evolved into what we do. I will tell you this. One of the things is when we did the show, it was so hard because the, the second and third season, we were writing songs for episodes that were, you know, four weeks away and really kind of learning the songs, actually, as we were performing them on the TV show. Because we would go into the studio between shots on the TV uh, side and we'd be writing a song, for example, like uh, the song Up, Up, Up uh, that starred the, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Terrific. Um, we were writing that song, even though we had not shot the episode two weeks before. And then when we did the video or anytime we did a song that was on the show, I'll admit right now, I am the worst lip syncer ever. Uh, and part of it is because we had just written the song, you know, two or three weeks and hadn't had the opportunity to play it a lot to become as familiar as we'd like. So, um, but you know, it, it's always a process. It's always something that you kind of learn. But uh, whenever you see us live, you know, if you guys happen to come and uh, check us out when we're playing in London, you're going to be blown away because you've, we've had, we've been forced to sort of become multi-instrumentalists. So Rich can play bass. He can play drums. He can play guitar. Smitty can play bass. Uh, you know, uh, Dave can play a little uh, percussion. And, and we've had to sort of learn each other's instruments one of the things we do do is when we perform live, we actually take a tour drummer with us. And we do that because it allows Rich, who is our drummer, to get out and play guitar and get out into the audience. One of the things that we love to do when we perform is interact with the audience. So we're out into the audience as much as we are on stage performing for them. And we're giving high fives and uh, you know, uh, and letting kids sing into the mic. Um, you know, we're definitely... Uh, a wonderfully interactive, shared experience, um, uh, and 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 bring bring it every time we play. So, but those are wonderful questions. I, I know that um, oh, there's a question. There's a hand in the air. Yeah. 
just walking over, it's um, Michael Moody, two seconds. Hi. Hi. Hey. First off, um, it's great to hear a Disney personality name check The Flash. I'm, <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I'm... I feel I often feel in a bit of a, a t torn between two camps, being a Disney and um, new wave punk fan. Um, so it's it's nice to you say that. Um, I was going to ask, though, what what do you listen to that's more more current? What what do you really like at the moment in terms of music? Uh, you know that's a great question. Um, there's a, you know, there's kind of an Americana sound. I mean, I, I love Mumford and Sons. Uh, I love that sort of, um, uh, you know, I, my father was a big Western swing fan. Um, and, you know, Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys, things like that. But he was also a bluegrass fan. And I, I love the banjo. One of the reasons I play the mandolin is because I love that sound. Um, so, you know, Mumford and Sons has, you know, uses the banjo so prominently uh, that's a band that I really enjoy listening to. It speaks to me, you know, kind of in my soul. Um, the Abbott Brothers, which is an American band, um, does a lot of kind of fast folk stuff, uh, and they rely primarily on the uh, banjo. Uh, but, you know, my daughter's a huge Coldplay fan. Um, I personally, you know, like anything and everything. There's a great kind of punk scene in Brooklyn, coming out of Brooklyn, New York. Uh, with the parquet courts and so-so glows that I really dig. Uh, but, you know, mostly I like a lot of uh, alt-rock music. Uh, you know, some of the British bands, I guess, now that I listen to, Block Party, uh, Kaiser Chiefs, uh, all those kind of groups, uh, you know, I, I definitely dig. I still dig Travis uh, from back in the day. Uh, he has a song called Sing that I think is awesome uh, and features a banjo in it. So um, there are a lot of uh, good stuff. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not as as into hip hop as I used to be. You know, when I was a lot younger, I, I listened to hip hop like De La Soul and uh, Tribe Called Quest and bands like that. Uh, Dizzy Rascal is probably the only thing that I might uh, give a listen to or a second listen to. But um, mostly it's alt rock and kind of folk rock is what I listen to now. Wow, okay, well, that's a big old list. Um, I, I've just got to ask a very quick question because a dad has just asked me off mic. Um, they want to know, uh, will Nina be at the gigs uh, <laughs> in London? No, that is a great question. Nina's actually in Hawaii. She has opened up two dance schools, uh, and so she's been teaching dance in Hawaii. Uh, and, and, of course, on the show, she's from Hawaii as well. Uh, so she has actually gone back to her homeland. So unfortunately, she won't be on the road with us. Uh, but uh, I think, uh, you know, if you make the journey and come see us, you will be blown away by how enjoyable the show is. The concert is uh, just such an exciting part. One of the great things and, and one of the things we're proud of is that uh, uh, in the States on Ticketmaster, we're the highest rated family act that you can see. And I think part of it is because we we know what our audience where our audience is coming from um uh one of the great things is that i think makes us different is a lot of times when uh you think of like family concerts or family shows especially as a parent you're kind of looking at your watch and hoping this gets over as sooner rather than later uh simply because a lot of it you know we feel we tweet we look at kids as creators instead of consumers and we actually try to treat them uh, and challenge them. And so 
uh, but but also make it a special experience that hey, a kid can play, uh, a, kid, a kid can enjoy the show, mom and dad can enjoy the show. In fact, dads really get into the show because I think um, they know where we're coming from as fellow fathers, but also we enlighten our, or we kind of um, uh, sprinkle in our show uh, songs or little uh, hints of songs that probably dads grew up listening to. Uh, there's a song called Clean My Room that we do in concert. And if you listen close enough, you'll hear a little bit uh, of EMF's Unbelievable put into it and uh, a little Rage Against the Machine, uh, things like that. But it's all age appropriate, all developmentally appropriate. But we definitely put a nod to the pops and moms out there so that when they come and see us, they enjoy the show just as much as their children. Um, I've also read that um, your music's been compared to Beastie Boys or even Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, in fact, I think our visual look is, uh, you know, the, one of the reasons we wear the uh, the mover blue suits uh, is uh, a nod to the Beastie Boys video Root Down, uh, and they're in coveralls. I think theirs are red or orange in the video. Yeah. And early that back in the day, uh, being a huge Beastie Boy fan, uh, we decided to go with these blue coveralls. Now, the funny thing about the blue coveralls is they're very hot. Uh, and we've worn them uh, playing outside at festivals in, you know, 90-degree um, heat, 100-degree heat uh, Fahrenheit. And we thought when we did the show with Disney, okay, we're, we're going to have this wonderful opportunity. They're going to redesign our suits and make it breathable, and they'll be light but look great. And they called the same, uh, you know, uh, clothing store that we bought our, you know, coveralls. And so we've been with these sort of kind of uh, – polyester suits that don't breathe for you know since uh, 2003 you'd think we'd be smart enough to change but uh we don't um but yeah i think uh you know taking the aesthetic of the beastie boys and red hot chili peppers and kind of fusing it with live action uh music you know that influenced our live action children's stars that influenced us like mr rogers in the states and captain kangaroo those are the kinds of things we wanted to do is create this kind of age-appropriate, developmentally appropriate, but with a bit of an edge and uh, a bit of a, uh, with definitely with smarts. Uh, one of the things we never wanted to do is dumb down the show or, or um, uh, encourage kids. You know, we've always wanted to encourage kids to, uh, to think outside the box and to, to really kind of raise them instead of, uh, um, you know, treat them uh, any less than uh, an intellectually complex being. Excellent. Now, um, I think we're coming to the end of the interview. Um, we've got to move on because our event finishes at 6 o'clock. Um, your gigs are going to be in London at the Bloomsbury Theatre on May 30th, 31st and 1st of June. Um, do people still get tickets? Yeah, people can still get tickets. In fact, that Friday show, uh, we'd love for, you know, hey, if you want to come to that Friday show, uh, let us know because uh, that's the one. Yeah, there's still seats available. Uh, we're looking forward to, to just coming and rocking out and uh, enjoying our opportunity to visit the UK. And if anybody wants to email us or visit us on Facebook and ask us questions there, they can do, you know, that, that we'd love for that to happen. Um, you know, we are on Facebook and you can email the Imagination Movers, any of the Imagination Movers, Rich, uh, Dave, Scott, and Smitty. You can email them at their name at imaginationmovers.com. And one of the great things about us is that 
you know, we're real people, uh, and we will eat, we'll we'll respond to your email if you email us and you take the time, then we respect that, and uh, and we'll reply to you. Uh, and so, you know, we we're you know we we are very fortunate for this opportunity, and we do not take it for granted. So the fact that any fan would take their uh, time and their money to come and see us, we respect that, and we want to make sure that they enjoy uh, every second that they get to spend at a concert or interacting with the movers. Well, you certainly have a lot of energy, and I'm sure it'll be a fantastic concert. Um, we'd like to thank you very much for joining us and telling us your stories about being in the Imagination Movers. So thank you very much for Mover Scott, Scott Durbin. Thank you so much. And uh, and please, anybody who listens to Disney Brit, email us and give us a suggestion of something to do while we're over at the UK. <laughs> Obviously listen to the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. All right, thanks Download so much, Scott. Listen. See you later. Bye. All right, take care, guys. Right, well, we're going to do some listener questions because we've got a little bit of time. Uh, so, if you've got any questions about anything, the oh, Andrew's oh, put Andrew. his hand up. Can't Wait, you sit near the front? About, about anything, has it got to be Disney related? Andrew's put his hand up with a smile on his face. If this is what I think this is going to be. No, it's a DVC question. Oh, okay, DVC okay. question. So, from, from, from obviously, you're now a DVC yeah. owner, Adam. Yeah, Adam's a DVC owner. Did I you not know? I've told anyone. No. I, I had heard, I had yeah. heard. So, I, and I don't know if it's different for the different room types or whatever. Yeah. But can you have a rice cooker in a, in a room? <laughs> I knew it was coming. Uh, yes, you can, because you do have a small kitchenette, which does have uh, electrical sockets. Uh, so you can actually plug a rice cooker in. Um, so, just, yeah, so just I will in be case anyone rice. doesn't understand that question, yeah. uh, a few years ago when Emma Nixon was on, one of the questions she'd been asked was, <laughs> could you have a rice cooker? So she went through a whole uh, sort of interview, and the question was asked at the end, can you or can't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, who's next? Uh, anybody else got a, a genuinely what, what serious Disney What is a rice cooker? What is a rice cooker? Well, what do you think rice. is? Y- yeah, all right. Well, rice you buy from the supermarket is not cooked. You put it in the rice cooker. And then you... And it's cooked. Yes. Right, okay, okay. That's a rice cooker. But who would travel and want to cook rice? A- apparently, you can cook... Sharon said you can cook other things in a rice cooker. Can you? Well, like... Like what? A steamer tray so you can cook as a fish. Fish and rice. Fish right. and rice. Two things I Together. definitely don't want. You unless can do fish and rice. The Disney Brit Podcast, sponsored by the Food Network. Here we go. All right. Anyone else? For Anyone any else? Questions? Ask? Oh, oh, Lizzie's got a question there front. Oh, no. Number one super fan. <laughs> Yoo-hoo, super fan. Okay. Go on, no, just, I'm not nervous. Just I'm ready, to, I'm ready to stitch Adam up any minute. Yeah, go on. <laughs> what is it about Disney? What is it about Disney that you're like, just like that you're so in love with? Okay, like, good question. No, no, just to, no, to, no, 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 like I, I get it, and I get it that everyone loves it, and I, and I do. But what what's the what's the thing? What is like, the one thing for me? You know, like it's clearly like it's your big holidays. It's like you yeah. go there for two, three weeks a year, and I get that. Yeah. But, but, of all the places you go in the entire world, what is it about Disney that okay. you think, right, I want to go question. back here every year? I think for different people, there's different things, I think, that makes it 
makes it so special. For me, one. I think for me with Disney, particularly with Disney World, it's, it's all to do with the history um, and the fact that this place has existed for so long and that every time you can go, there's still bits of history that are still there and they, they're continuing to build on that history more and more and more. And it's all to do with the technology. It's all to do with all the backstage stuff, really, for me as well. So uh, what is he doing over there? Um, I'm just looking at this stuff. Just what? <laughs> just looking at the stuff. Um, and so I, I will always, I'll try and do a backstage tour when I'm there because that's the sort of stuff that I'm interested in. But equally, it's a, it's, it's a family thing. You know, when you, you, have, you get some great memories when you're there as a family in it, you get experiences there that you genuinely can't get anywhere else in the world um, you know, with the different types of entertainment and the character interactions and that sort of thing. And, and I think it's all because of the ethos of Walt Disney, the way he did it when he was younger and what he instilled in everybody is, I know we complain about, the stuff that they change and, and bringing this in and Walt would turn in his grave. But I think the ethos of Walt Disney was is still exactly what Walt wanted it to be. And that comes across be- with everything that happens there when you're there as a family and you've got all the memories and everything that go on. I know I'm getting all sentimental and serious now. This is starting to worry me. Gonna um, cry. I'm going to cry. And uh, well, that, that's what it is. You know, it's, it's not, I, I could quite happily go to a Disney park, spend a day in there, not go on a ride and still have a fantastic day. It's about the atmosphere. It's about the place. It's about the people that are there, not necessarily about going on all the rides. That's what it is for me. What is it for you? You stole my answer there. Oh. The, it's not about the rides. It's about going in and experiencing it. Mm. One, of, one of my favorite memories of going to Walt Disney World the last time was actually sitting in a side street, eating a cinnamon bun, drinking a cup of coffee, and watching people bypass that area. Did Catherine have past. wine? At that point, or <laughs> no, she was, I think she yes, she did, yes. <laughs> um, or even just for example, I've met up with Jim Corcus there, and you walk around the parks and you see all the different things the sort of references to films, the I don't know, just sewer grates, a bit like what Russell um, Flores was talking about in his book in detail. In, in detail, yeah. <laughs> he, he photographed the bins and the and all sorts of bits and pieces. I've done that. I've gone home and gone through my thousands of photographs and I've got about 12 of the family. Yeah, you know, no, that's very true. Yeah, I know, never have any photos of the family. And I can remember Disneyland Paris standing over a sewer grate photographing square on onto the, the, the grounds. You know, it's the obsessive of the details and the atmosphere and everything that builds up to it. And it's not one thing, it's a collection of things that make yeah. it as a whole. Chris? For me, Disney allows me to relive my childhood. Mm-hmm. I can walk in a park, I can cuddle Mickey Mouse. Wet his pants. But <laughs> oh, you didn't mean that bit. Sorry. <laughs> and and no one thinks any the worse of me. No. But you can enjoy yourself and you can just pretend you're a child and yeah. you get rid of all your worries. Oh, that's very, that's lovely, that is. Thank you. <laughs> I have got a, goosebumps. I have, I've, Do we need to turn the air conditioner I've got a, I've Actually, I've oh. got a question. Yeah, go on. Um, relates to Lizzie, actually. Um, is there a shortage of hotel rooms in Manchester? Yes. Because from what I understand, Adam, you're married right, <laughs> to, to Zoe. That's right. I'm married um, to my wife. So, I so, love very, so very much. So why are you sharing a hotel room with half anyone the, this weekend? What, with Lizzie? I, I don't know, are you? She's my good friend, and it's half the price. <laughs> it's that simple. We were talking about this the other day. We're not quite sure whether we're really pleased that our partners trust us or offended at the fact that they've just let us go away together. Like, uh, like, <laughs> um, my advice for Adam was, is if you are going home, phone home first to say you're on the way. <laughs> I've got a feeling someone else might be around. <laughs> to, to be fair, Chris, ever since we watched Frozen, yeah. we came back <laughs> to the <laughs> that, that is true. Yes, you may have seen the photos. To save uh, money on this event, me and Alan came down to do a scout visit, visit <laughs> 30 hotels, and then we shared a double bed. 
See, that's worse, because I've at least got my own bed. What do you mean it's worse? Because you're sharing a bed, you know. It's just a one-off. Well, yeah. Catherine is and, fine and, with a, and twice after in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of minutes left. Has anybody got any last... Anyone anything, else? Anyone they want to say? Anything got any burning desire to... Do you want to make a statement, anything? Or... Oh, God, Michael's Come got on, one Michael. last comment. I basically just want to say thanks to the guys, you know, to, to the three of you for putting this mouse beats together again and um, bringing us all together, all us geeks, saddos, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so we can just... You've been reading be the notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you very much, guys. Really appreciate it. One thing we need to say is, uh, yes, we've put a lot of hard work in, but without you here... Yeah. It was a rubbish weekend. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be good, would it? We'd It'd just be, be sat here. <laughs> That'd be expensive. <laughs> We'd be sat here pretending there were people here just playing noises like there was a real audience. Um, we'd have never turned the camera on for Russell. No, we'd never <laughs> turned the camera on for <laughs> But no, in all seriousness, you know, uh, we do it because but there was a need. Um, it happens in the US. It wasn't happening here. I'm trying to be serious, and all I can see is Sharon with a balloon on her head. Um... <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit. Uh, it's a birthday. Um, no, in all seriousness, we saw that there was a need, a need for something like this, for people like us to actually get together, and we were talking about this earlier, to get together and realise that we're all actually quite normal because we're all the same. Because um, when we're at home and we do all this Disney stuff, me, particularly at work, I get, oh, why? 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 Just literally, why? Uh, but yeah, we all come together and we all just kind of get each other and we all kind of get it and we all kind of understand it without having to ask questions about what do you mean you're trading a pin? What are you on about? Or what do you mean you've got a vinyl mation? You've got a little figurine in the shape of Mickey Mouse. What you know? What you on? You know, everyone understands it, um, and that's that was what was needed, and that's the reason why this became what it did. And you know, it's a shame we had to miss last year uh, for one thing or another. But we're glad this year's back, and um, yeah, we're enjoying it, aren't we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. A, I don't, so, since, so when, since when has a Disney Bit podcast had sentimentality in it? What is going on this I evening? I don't know. It's, it's added I think, I think if we keep going, we can get some tears. <laughs> Do you reckon? <laughs> it's going to get the boost. The yeah, it just, no, it's just going to get tears because people are just going, yeah, this is getting painful. It's gone on for too long now. Right, that's it. I'm, I'm calling this an end because we want to go out to Sneaky Pinks. Peaches <laughs> <laughs> Pur- and that's, that's the one. Peaches and Cream? On your own, I'm not going to get there for it shuts. Uh, you start walking. Aren't you? Anyway, uh, it's time for outro. Oh, that's really loud. There we go. That is it. So, thank you very much for coming. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening and joining in and uh, playing with balloons and talking about other stuff. Uh, thank you to our uh, sponsors. Um, oh, oh, and drinking wine. Forgot that bit in the corner. And taking selfies and not listening and laughing because you think it's funny. Anyway, um, thanks to our sponsors of both Scooter Vacations and Orlando Attraction Tickets. Uh, don't forget, you can go and find us on Facebook if you haven't done that. Now. If you sat in this room now and you don't follow us on Facebook, go over there, follow us now. Same with Twitter, do it now. Uh, and you can, of course, find the show on iTunes. Um, but if you've got any questions, comments or suggestions, anything like that, you lot here can obviously just come and talk to us. But if you're not here, you can uh, email radio at disneybrit.com. And if you want to ring us, whether you're in the parks or something like that, then you can ring us on 0121-288-2748. I missed anything. Probably. I normally do. Your home phone number? My home phone number. Not Mine again. 
<laughs> my bank account details, yeah. If you want to put some money in it, that'd be great. But other than that, I'm not giving it out. Uh, but that is it. Thank you very much. That is it from Mouse Meets 2014. We're going off for some dinner. No doubt you're going to be getting to work or going to bed. Martin listens to us in bed. I forgot that bit. That's a bit strange. So, Martin, as you're listening to this, let's cuddle up together. And watch Frozen. Are we in the mood? Right, that's it from us. We will see you in two weeks' time. Goodbye. Everybody, <laughs> that was swell. <laughs>